What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am joined again by my co-host, Brandon. I am your host, Danilo. As you can tell, this is Danilo J Reviews, and today we are going to be talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Whoopee. We'll also be covering the Shang-Chi trailer. We'll be talking a bit more Marvel news, and also a happy birthday to Avengers Endgame, which has hit its two-year anniversary uh, one day ago, the 26th, which is the day we're recording the 27th. Um, enough of me talking. Brandon, how are you doing, man? It's been a while since we've gotten together with the podcast. It has been. It has been uh, at least a month since we've been doing this. I've been. I've been really good, man. Uh, just got done with school, so I'm just looking forward to this summer break, man. Yes, I got done with school. We we go to the same college, and uh, right, yeah. we can't tell you where, you know, because. We don't want you guys calling in any bomb threats or anything, but we don't want to be kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it, it felt, it felt like a fast semester, but it felt like a long semester at the same time. If that even makes any type of sense. I, you know, I agree with you though. Like it, it, it's fast at points, but then it's slow at points. Yeah. Like, I feel like the last couple of weeks was just slow. I don't oh, for know sure, about you. Dude. No, for sure. Because this was the last week to like give exams. And of course you and I both had teachers that gave exams this last week. Yeah. Cause I was done with other classes, the, 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 the 14th already, you know, so I had a, like a full week of break and then I had, of course, class again, but yeah, fuck, fuck college. Anyway, though, onto the fun stuff, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first let's talk about the Shang-Chi trailer that came out. Brandon, what are your thoughts on that, man? This was about little ninja people, I guess. So yeah. Um, yeah. The Shang-Chi trailer. Um, uh... Uh, looking at it, uh, it's, it looks cool. Uh, I mean, it's definitely one of the more hyped up Marvel movies that I'm looking forward to as we get, you know, more and more back into, uh, you know, seeing them in theaters and, you know, watching, watching more MCU content. Um, I think the guy who plays the character is, I think they nailed it because he definitely looks, uh, he definitely looks that part from what I've seen from, you know, like from a comic counterpoint. Um, But I'm definitely intrigued by where they're going to go with this story. And I hope it's going to be going to be more experimental like this moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. It, it looks good. I think a lot of people are hype about it because it's the first Asian led superhero film. I want to I want to say it's right because I think it, it is definitely more of an Asian uh more Asian characters that are being brought into the MCU. Yeah, so more representation obviously is always a good thing with the MCU. Um when I first watched the trailer, because this came out what like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, I think. I think I want to say about two weeks ago. Yeah, like when I must have been tired or whatever, because it looked boring to me. It didn't have your typical MCU type feel to it which is fine, you know, because I always advocate for a new twist on MCU storytelling, but it just looked boring to me. Uh, we just rewatched it before we started the podcast, and it looks good, man. Like, I'm excited to see it. Yeah, uh, it's definitely going to be, it definitely is uh, going to take place within, like, uh, like a martial arts tournament style from the the way it's, uh, the story's going to be told. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping that the Mandarin does good in this movie rather than like iron man three i'm still okay. still about that ralph boner 
Oh, uh, so you're still upset. Ralph about, Boner, Mandarin, because yeah. I hate that. Ty- I hate that type of cliche, man. They okay. get you like that. Um, I got you. I got you. But uh, I'm definitely intrigued by one of those characters that I don't know. I don't know about you, but it seems to me more of like a Power Rangers type of character. Just from like, it just looks out of place to me looking at it. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it is uh, from like, I mean, I don't know how the movie's. I don't know how long the movie's going to be, but. We'll see how um, it meshes well within the story. Yeah, I think it'll be nice. I, I like how we're now moving past um, Endgame. You know, we're now in the yeah. with the pat with the past that Endgame uh, timeline. I think that's going to be really interesting to look at. One thing though, I do. Ex- I, oh God. So I'm on the Galaxy of Film podcast. If you guys are listening to this, you know what that is. Brandon, you know what it is. You were on it. You guys should check it out because we talked about WandaVision on it. Big fucking whoop. Anyway, though. He hates Jared Leto. Who I hate is Aquafina. I hey, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about that. Aquafina. I was gonna ask you about movie. that because I saw I saw a lot of people uh tweeting about it, like uh their dislike of Aquafina. I mean, I don't know that much about uh you know the the story around it and whatever, so uh of why people like had this gripe with aquafina if you could elaborate more about that she just annoys me she, she just annoys me just i don't annoying. find her funny I, I don't think like i think she tries to be funny and i will admit some of her jokes do come off good but i i, I just don't find her funny i think she overly tries to be funny which then it's not okay. funny if that makes sense uh it definitely seems like they're gonna set her up as like like a ned type character i mean i don't know if like yeah, that's that- the most accurate portrayal but it, de- it definitely is, it definitely seems like they're going to set her up as like the annoying sidekick yeah i mean she has her own action figure already for crying out loud ned Netflix? doesn't even have one yeah ned just has the funko pop so sick Dang. sick has bro anyway though enough about that let's get on to the fun stuff elizabeth olsen calls dr strange two bonkers i now, cannot i cannot wait for dr strange two Neither can I. You and I both loved WandaVision. I think we fell deeply in love with that show. It does have its problems, we will admit, you know, now that we take a rewatch every now and then. But overall, we just, I don't, something about that the, show, I, man, was just yeah, phenomenal. I think the overall story with Wanda really, I think, at least to us, nailed it right on the head. Yeah, uh, for, sure, for sure. I just love the idea of taking something like, uh, like mental health and using it to express it or being uh, used to express it in this, un- in that unique of a way. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I definitely appreciate them for doing that. Um, and then I'm surprised with how little we know about Dr. Strange too. And like, no, no photos really were leaked that much, like in the filming, which I, I haven't I, seen anything. I've no, only we- seen that one photo of Wanda behind scenes when it says Elizabeth Olsen is on set. Of Doctor Strange too, and that was it, which is good because I I I want to be surprised by how this movie is going to be turned out, especially when it's um helmed by Sam Raimi. I think there's going to be definitely some uniqueness to it. I forget that man. I forget that that's by by Sam Raimi as well. Well, because I think he's also going to be attached in some way with the uh, Spider Man movie that's going to come out in December. I want to say November. Yeah, December. yeah. That that apparently is supposed to also continues Wanda's story a bit. We don't know how much at that time, but that's what Feige said when he did that investors announcement like four five months ago. 
saying how the new how the new projects are going to line up. Yeah, I'm really excited for this uh, the Scarlet Witch saga or like trilogy, however long it's going to be. Yeah, to like come to a uh, come to a whole. Same. Because I'm I'm so intrigued by what Scarlet Witch is doing, and that all goes to how well the show um, portrayed her. Yeah, for sh- for sure, and how well she plays that character. Oh, oh you know, like definitely. her acting in that in that in that nine episode series was just phenomenal. I I I agree with you. She was probably the best part of that whole show, uh, and making us care so much about that character that we really didn't have enough of a chance to like get emo- uh, emotionally attached to her with. Yeah. But I'm really glad that these MCU that the MCU is finally doing TV shows is a way to like um, expand the characters that we really didn't get enough chance to uh, relate to in the movies. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm excited for it. Well, and being weird as well, you know, like WandaVision was a weird story. And the fact that she's now calling Doctor Strange two bonkers. So it leads me to believe that it's going to be. Just, just as wild as WandaVision makes me so incredibly happy. Like, I do not, there has never been a movie that has come out or is coming out that I've never not wanted to know anything about. I was, I'm even debating on, I know it's a long ways away, but I don't even think I want to watch the trailers, honestly, when it comes out. Like, try to just keep everything blocked off and just go in there after Spider-Man, far, uh, No Way Home, and just be blown away, hopefully blown away. You know? Yeah, I hope I hope I, I hope that I don't reveal too much about uh, the movies like uh, what like uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange do, because I I want to be uh, I want to be so engrossed into the story where I don't I just want to be surprised is the, the main thing I want to get across, because all that we know up to this point is that. Uh, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock story is apparently going to be continuing from Spider-Man 2. So okay. I'm I'm, in, I'm interested in seeing how that's going to get played out because we we pretty much assumed that it was that he was dead in the in the I think he was like in some like lake or a big pool of water. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the, um, a bay or some like a docking. I have no idea. I didn't watch the movie. Well, apparently they're also going to use like de-aging technology too, which will be interesting to um, see because I don't think they really use that much in the MCU. No, uh, except for that one person. Who is it? Uh, fucking Nick oh, Fury I, and Col- Coulson and Captain Marvel. Uh, I think they also did it for um. Uh, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Russell's character. Yeah, yeah, Igor. Igor. Guardians Two. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. Ego. 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 That's it. Yeah, I mean, all, all I say is like I'm I'm excited to see if there's any going to be any surprise cameos. Um, I mean, it's pretty well known that Gar- uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be attached to Spider-Man in some way, yes. uh, based on based on like you know leaked photos that yeah, yeah. have been coming out. Um, so they're going to be attached some way or another. But I'm I'm very interested in how they're going to be doing that in Doctor Strange too. Uh, with the whole multiverse thing, so I'm really looking forward to that as well. Yeah, me me as well here, man. And now onto the last little bit of Marvel news: the two year anniversary of Endgame came out uh, on the day of recording. It would have been yesterday, April 26th. So it was April 26th. What 2019? 2019. Yep, that's good year for movies. 
What a on the, simpler on the, on time. The side track. Yeah, what a simpler time, though, man. I, I can't believe it's already been two years already since that movie came out. Doesn't feel like it, I'll tell you that much. No, it really does not. But yeah, the, the anticipation for that movie just cannot be matched with anything. <laughs> not even no. Star Wars matched it when it came out that exact same year. No, yeah, both Infinity War and Endgame, the, the amount of anticipation for those movies was incredibly big, incredibly huge. Yeah. Take me back to that time, dude, between those two movies, because that was fun. Just speculating like like oh madness God. on what's gonna happen next. Man, I'm 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 still I'm still shocked that Ant Man didn't crawl up Thanos' butt. I mean I'm, Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm that Ant Man dude, I remember that. And he, he Paul Rudd even remembered that yeah. as well. That's funny, dude. I he, had, he had fun with that. I, I like yeah. that. He had some fun with that. So now to the main uh, part of this uh, move uh, podcast on what you guys really tune in for. We're going to be talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and just our thoughts about it. Big spoilers. So if you have not seen the series, this is not really um, something you probably want to listen to unless you just don't care that it's spoiled for you or you just don't care about the series. We're going to get heavy into spoilers. And for this little review, we're going to talk about what we like about the show and what we don't like about the show. We're not going to talk about Easter eggs um, and we're not going to have theories. But at the end, we're, we are going to talk about a bit of Captain America 4, any predictions we might have. And then just a few more things about the predictions of what that could look like considering the finale of this uh, series, Falcon and Warner Soldier. All right. Anyway, though, let's talk about what we like about the show. Um, I'm going to let Brandon go first with this because Brandon has more stuff that relates to the, to the show's main characters, Sam and Bucky, than I do because I... I wasn't a fan of this show. Just straight off the bat, guys, I was not a fan of the show. A lot of things I didn't like about the show, and that's what I'll talk about. But there are many things that I think had great potential that I really like seeing. But Brandon, dude, what was something you liked about the show? Yeah, so first of all, um, going into the show, like I think you and me can both agree, like we didn't really have too much high hopes for the show compared to uh, like WandaVision. Yeah, so, I didn't. I had, I didn't we basically hopes. thought it was going to be some like, uh, you know, generic MCU uh, formulaic uh, story detailed in it. Um, but the one thing, uh, you know, watching it through from episodes one to six, um, I just want to say that. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to bring up was, uh, you know, another thing going into the show was. Uh, the show has got to make me care about Sam and Bucky in some way. Now, Bucky, I, I was a little bit more attached to um, because um, I've just, I just liked how Sebastian Stan uh, had um, portrayed the character. So, I mean, I was definitely more into Bucky. The main question I was concerned with was how they were going to portray uh, Sam Wilson because um, going into it, I really didn't care about uh, Sam that much as a character. Um, I wasn't a big fan of I wasn't a big fan of um, Anthony Mackie at all before this show started, no. to be honest with you as well. Uh, yeah, me neither. I just thought he was just more of a side character at best. Like, yeah, he yeah. Um, but the one thing I will say and w- the main thing I, that I liked about the show was the chemistry between Sam and uh, Bucky. Uh, and then throughout the series, I can say that it at least made me care about Sam Wilson in a way. I will uh, 100% agree with you on that. At the end of the I, series, I, I did yeah. care somewhat about uh, Sam Wilson. Yeah, because I, 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 I didn't mind the story uh, told with Sam's character about how to like, about how he wants to be 
uh, the next Captain America, and he's kind of unsure if he could take up that mantle. Um, and so I just really like him, like, just going through uh, in the story and how he just kind of deals with all these things that are being, uh, that are happening at that time. So with, uh, you know, the big baddie, and then um, at one point he goes to uh, Isaiah Bradley, and then, like, he talks with him about what it really means to be, um, like, uh, a symbol for America. So I really liked how it, it took its time in that approach to, like, make me care about Sam uh and and bucky uh in general and like i like i said like i i didn't mind bucky like before the show because i i really liked him but um yeah i i liked him even more in this show too having yeah. him have yeah him having to deal with uh you know all this all the like uh murders that he committed over the years as the winter soldier and how he's been doing with that going through therapy and like trying to right the wrongs with the with uh, certain people that he has uh, had written down in his notebook, so that was fun at the least. Yeah, I going off you uh, with uh, Sam and Bucky. I think Sam for sure. Obviously, it's called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No, 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 think, no. It's it's Captain America and the Winter Soldier now. Oh yeah, the title changed at the end. Uh, so yeah, I think with the show being titled that, I think a lot of the writing and a lot of the thought process with developing characters in this thing went to Sam. And you could see that because when you look at his arc in this series compared to, in my in my opinion, everyone else's little arc they go on, his is probably the most natural flowing. It doesn't it's the seem, strongest. Yeah, it's for sure the strongest. Exactly. It, it's the strongest. And their chemistry is great, too. I like them as a team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They really interacted well when it's just like them and like uh, they're just talking and like um, like there was one scene, I think, in uh, episode five, I think, where they're just tossing the shield around. And uh, that was that was some really nice back and forth between the two. Um, well, that, like heart and, to heart moment you're talking about. Yeah, uh, uh, throughout the show they had some really good heart to heart moments for sure. Um, uh, I like the part where um, he called him the White Wolf or the White the White Panther or something. And then, I think it was White Wolf. Yeah, because I yeah. think that's what Black Panther called him. Yeah, but Bucky corrected him, so he called him something wrong first. And then Bucky said, like, I'm actually the white wolf or something. I thought that was funny. I think their banter back and forth is good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm actually kind of glad that uh, Sam's arc was the strongest because, I mean, leading up to this point, every, I mean, it was universally known that the show was meant to be like Falcon taking on the mantle of Captain America. Like that was that was for sure going to happen. So yeah, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm glad that. Uh, I'm really glad and that the, his story was so well told and it felt, it felt natural. Like you, like you brought up mm -hmm. of how like him, like, uh, like dealing with all this stuff. Like if he, sh like, if he was sure enough that he could like, uh, take up this mantle after Steve, uh, you know, went away. So yeah, I just really liked all of that. Yeah. I think, like you said, I, I, like I said, I think his arc was for sure the strongest, um, something that I something that I really enjoyed with this show. I, I know I'm the only guy who was a kid growing up who liked the prequels um, and liked the politics side of the prequels. But what I really enjoyed about this show was the politics side of it. Yes, I, yes, I think it I was just. So, I'm happy you say that, man. I, I'm really happy you said because you're the only one yes. I talked to who has said that as well. 
Yeah. I think it was so underdeveloped though. So that makes me sad, but I think the thought of it, I think like the, the idea was there. The premise was for sure there about the politics and, you know, the, uh, like the people taking the votes, the um, what else was there? The, the reorganization police or whatever they called them. I forget, you know, like they were supposed to be peacekeepers, but they looked like soldiers, you know, a little yeah. callback to the Hunger Games, basically. I, I think it was just so fantastic. You know how Sam couldn't get alone when he's a fucking Avenger from the bank, but, you know, the banker wants a picture with him. All of yeah, that. To that was me really good. It's just so that was so interesting to me that. Cause we never see that in Marvel. No, Ever. no, we, no, we don't. And I'm, I'm really glad that they took this approach for this show. Uh, because the, yeah, probably my favorite thing about this show was when they brought up race, racial issues, mm-hmm. uh, specifically with Isaiah Bradley. I think Isaiah Bradley is probably one of my favorite, favorite arts from this show. Okay. Just, just of how well it, it came off, uh, in those scenes especially like when the, the first time they actually meet Isaiah Bradley and then they um, they tell him to like leave and, and uh, then they have this great they, this great scene of when uh, they just came out of the house and then the two cops show up uh, when uh, and then they have to like and then the one cop has to tell him like that he's yes. Falcon. yes I think that was beautifully yes. done I thought I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think Isaiah Bradley might be one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Yeah, and he I, was only I, yeah. in it for like three fucking episodes, dude. I, it it was great storytelling on that part. Like you felt, like you said, the racial stuff. You felt that. Like you for sure felt it. It didn't. It didn't seem forced. And it, I that, like that too. That I like too. that. Yeah, because you know we all want to see good representation, things like that. That's great. Anyway, though, yeah, dude, Isaiah Bradley was great, and I totally forgot about the part with the cops that came in. Totally yeah, I, yeah that was really good it. because like yeah like you said like even as because that that felt like that felt like what's happening now is that no matter how famous you are like there's still going to be like these problems that like yeah that social injustice outside yes yep. so yes social yes uh so i just love that they that uh marvel took that approach and inserted it because i think that was i think sam was probably the best person to use it on I think uh, so as well. In my opinion, yeah, and like you said, with like you said with the with the bank loan and stuff like that, I think that was actually well done too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like yeah, just everything with Isaiah Bradley and how it dealt dealt with the racial issues was, I think, top notch in my opinion. That was probably the best thing about this show. His acting was great too. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know who played him. I've never heard of him if he was any in anything else. Yeah, but it was great acting by him. Like I. Like I almost teared up when I when the end and also in the beginning, like that first episode where they go see him, you know, and he throws the chair or whatever at the wall and it breaks. Uh, I don't think it was a chair; it was like a plate or something. And he's like, "Get out of my house" or whatever. I forget what it was. Um, another thing that I really enjoyed about the show was Carly Mo- Mor- Morgenthau. Morgenthau, that was played. I think by- the thing that was known. Uh, uh, yeah, who played her? I can't. She remember was Enfys Nest in Solo, a Star Wars story. Aaron Kellyman. Aaron Kellyman. Yeah, yeah, that's who it is. She, she is one of my favorite up and coming actresses. In Solo, she was great. I think she was phenomenal in this. I, I can't. I mean, she's in the two biggest properties known to man, 
known and the they're present both, and they're day. both owned by disney yeah and they're both owned by disney so <laughs> she's just winning in life but can you mind with her i would okay I, so this is kind of something i i think her art could have been more developed but i liked what we got and what we saw i and i like what they tried to do they didn't do it good but i liked what they tried to do with her you know about how she's a freedom fighter how she's not a terrorist yet they call her terrorist you know she just wants basic human rights but the politics side the politics side of it gets tricky so for some people she's a hero and for some people she's a terrorist i think that concept is just so great and i liked sam's speech at the end of uh episode six too where he's yeah that that wrapped it up perfectly that was that was really nicely done too where he's talking with the senators after you know um the the big fight leading up to the you know the whole show so yeah yeah the idea of like because i never really had to like talk about it or like really think about it as much so when like i mean it kind of sucks in a way that i have to learn it from you know a marvel product but it also you know on the plus side i'm I'm glad that it's there when uh you know when it's needed the most and i think the show came out at the right time too for all this stuff to like be talked about so i can applaud them for that well yeah that and i think you know you you say what did you say that you're ashamed that you had to learn from a Marvel thing? Was that what you said? I mean, because I, mean, I should I should have learned this like on my own rather than like having to like you know be a, like engrossed yeah. in like in an entertainment type thing. But, but but on the side, like I can I'm glad that I'm able to like learn it from this. Yeah, but that's the point of these shows, man. That's what I like about that's why you and I like film. Because we're mm-hmm. taught things and we're show things that we might not have known before or that we don't have a full understanding of. And film does it in a way where we're like, oh, wow. You know, where it's our, our eyes open, basically. Like, we get rid of the fog that are covering our glasses, no pun intended. Right. You know, but to con- continue on with Carly, what I really like about her is, you know, I like that they touched that side. You know, I liked how she was a hero for some and I liked how she wasn't a hero for other. I liked her little speech about how she said violence gets shit done, you know. If you don't want to admit that, I don't know what to, what planet you're living on, but that is a 100% true statement that if you're fighting for something, violence does get it done. It's, it's not the right thing at all, but it's the only way anyone takes note and listens to you, and that's what Carly had to do. And then we continue on. So now she starts to kill people. You know, it wasn't just burning a building down. Maybe she didn't know people were in there. I, no, she did. No, yeah, she did because she walked in, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, so she did. So she, it, so then we move on to killing people, too. So now she's killing people. Now we turn into a freedom fighter who's a hero in some eyes. Now to someone who's really now pushing that villain, who's you know pushing that envelope further and further, saying, how much more can I get away with? Am I, you know, I going to turn into what I never... Am I going to turn into what I'm fighting against, basically? And at the end, obviously, we see that massive jump in character development where she's just, she's ready to kill them all. She doesn't care what stands in her way. She's ready to take on Bucky. She's ready to take on Sam. She doesn't take on uh, Fake Cap, John Walker. And she's ready to take on Peggy, uh, Sharon Carter, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I just think her arc was there, wasn't developed great, but I loved what we got. I loved, loved what we got. And I'm very upset that we're not going to see more of her in the MCU. Maybe we will. But I doubt it. No, yeah, I don't think we're going to see much of her after the show, honestly. Um, but I definitely have some things about to, uh, to say about uh, Carly and the Flag Smashers, but uh, we'll get to it when we talk about 
uh, like the, the the negative side of it. Yeah, and I like the name too. I thought the name was sick. The Flag Smashers. You know? I do. I do like the name. I I like the Flag Smashers. And I'll agree with you. I think when we get down there about what I'm saying, you know, because I I'm I'm already saying right now. I don't think they were developed great, but I think the idea was there. Like mm-hmm. they just didn't develop it. I love the political side, and I love Carly. Uh, what else did you like about this, Brandon? So another thing I liked was um, I I really liked John Walker's arc as well. And I think Wyatt Russell was the perfect person to play John Walker, also known as now U.S. agent. Okay. Uh, he, he, he was that guy that everybody loves to hate because he, he has that smarky attitude and then yep. like the, the asshole kind of like personality to him. And he, yeah, like you said, like I said, he was the right guy to play, to play this role. Um, yeah. And for the most part, I loved how they were setting up John Walker's character for him to be, you know, the government's, you know, Captain America. That's what, that's who they want as, uh, you know, to pick up the mantle now. And I just like, I just like him having like, um, like this, like in his, over his head, uh, at points, uh, and like, trying to make friends with uh Bucky and Sam but they're like not having them at all because they felt they felt betrayed like that you know he's taking the spot from them uh so and i uh yeah and then leading up to like that big scene where uh uh in episode 4 i think where yeah yeah, uh, yeah. like where Carly kills um his friend Battlestar i think i think that was his like uh government name but i can't remember like you know the character's name uh, I, I, Fuck! I, I forgot it too. It was on the tip of my tongue too. But I know his name was bat, like his govern- yeah, government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name yeah. was Battlestar. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they kill. Uh, Carly kills him, or somebody in the Flag Smashers kills him. Um. And he goes chasing down one of the one of the members, and he. I don't know if he decapitates him or like he just bludgeons him with the shield. I think Either he just way, completely smashes his head in. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, like he he brutalizes that dude, and I loved how it shot where everybody and everybody sees it, uh, wherever they were, and uh, like that great shot of him with the shield and the blood. That was yeah, just that, great symbolism. That was the final shot of that episode. That was that was great. That was great. Um, that was a great shot overall. Um, and you know, I thought they were gonna have him as like the overall baddie Daddy. of the show, but. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to more about, you know, him, like I said, when we, you know, go down that road. But for okay. the most part, I, I enjoyed his story arc. Now, when we started this series, I hated John Walker. I was like, this guy's a fucking asshole, dude. Just like just like story wise or you just didn't like him at all? I just b- both. Well, I like Wyatt Russell as an actor. I, I think, like you said. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Perfect casting choice. Hands down. Because he just already automatically, in my opinion, comes off as a douche you see did you see the meme when like they when he first appeared with him uh uh the the old man from up with the captain america mask oh yeah yeah i saw i saw yeah that was yeah that was pretty funny and so i hated him but at the end i i love the character and i think you touched on something that has been completely overlooked in this series you said he's the government's captain america if John Walker, who is now U.S. agent, right? U.S. agent? 
He, that's yes. what he's called out, Dan. If he is not the embodiment of what the United States does, I don't know. I don't know if it was just by luck, but it must be through writing. And I think it's been totally overlooked. Look at what he does. So he's just randomly, he just had, he, he had medals, you know, so he thinks he's the best already. Yeah, yeah. He's, so they gave him yeah, the he best served title. It, I, you know, well, didn't like, he get like Medal of Honors and stuff? And yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. fought in he fought in wars. So I mean, it wasn't like he was, um, uh, that he wasn't skilled to be it. No, no, not at all. But like he he thinks he's the best. They deemed him the best. Yeah, as we know right now in this climate of the world, America's one of the best militaries. Okay, that's great. So there's already a, par- a parallel there. We have uh, who is it? Uh, Bucky and uh, Sam go try to take down a terrorist group. The U.S. isn't involved in that. However, the U.S. wants to be involved, so they send John Walker there too. John Walker doesn't like how they're handling it. He wants to handle it his way, and he kind of tries to push them out of their way. You know, he said in that, what was it, third episode or second, he's like, stay out of my way. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's typical United States military thinking. And then, of course, we see the brutalization of someone who looked up to Captain America. Yes. Yes. He looked up to America yes. and he I was for- killed. I forgot about that. Uh, that note like he. Yeah, they there was a scene, I think, in episode four where like the guy like talks about how he grew up like, you know, admiring Captain America and Steve Rogers and like what he was able to do. And I love that. I love that irony to it. Yeah. And that that's typical America. There's a lot of countries that look up to America. I, you know, at least that's what we're told constantly on a daily basis here in America. Right, There's right. a lot of countries that look up to America. Well, America likes to invade a lot of those countries, take a lot of its oil, start wars with them, do do start uh what else is it called? Coups with them, you know. And that's exactly what John Walker represent represented. Okay, he killed someone, he has to get a slap on the wrist, he does, because at the end of the series. There's really no punishment for this character at all. He just, if anything, he becomes more powerful and he turns into undercover, which kind of like was what the U.S. does every now and then when it does come to these military operations. You know, they fuck up, but they then they go in it again with a different code name. And the code name for him now is U.S. agent. So I think that was great word choice of what you said about how it's the government's Captain America and it embodies what the government, what the United States government does in many situations yes. when it comes to quote unquote world peace, you know, or world trade, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. And then the last thing I liked, obviously, was going back to politics. I touched on it a bit earlier. The reorganization police, you know, we've seen when was the last time we saw uh, how they dealt with the blip in uh, Far From Home? No, no way home. No, because no. WandaVision touched on it a little bit. Yeah, so WandaVision touched on it, and I'm happy we're still seeing more of how it's playing out. You know, the people there are refugees. Like, we're learning about more what's happening in this world. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that they took that approach of, like, okay, like, we're going to settle down on, like, what actually happened, you know, after the blip. And, yeah. like, how, how you know, you know the world deals with that. So I like, I like that approach uh, in the story. For sure. And then also, like, how does your average person deal with the blip? You mm-hmm. know, I think that then ties in the Carly's uh, point of view on how she's dealing with it, because she has friends that are dealing with it as well. I really like the political side of this. That, that was mainly my big three of what I liked, you know, about this whole series was the political side and the blip. You know, I like getting more of that 
world building, I guess it would be called, you know, or making it feel more, making this world feel more authentic, you know, and I really, I really enjoy that stuff about this show. Oh boy. Yeah. So let's talk about Baron Zemo, probably my favorite character from the whole show. And he was only in it. He was only in it for like three or so episodes. Yeah, he was. I think yeah, he wasn't, think he was he wasn't in it too long, but he made a huge impression because I thought he played like the weird third wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Just some awkward like uh, billionaire because because like he's like some like ruler or like because I think that's what Baron means or uh, however he said it. Yeah, he has all that money too. He's just socially awkward. He's socially awkward, and he played it so well. And I love that. I love that Marvel like embraced the uh, when they went to uh, Madripoor. I think that was the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he started dancing. <laughs> the Zemo cut. The Zemo cut. Which I'm very disappointed by because it was just a loop for an hour of like I know. 30 I thought, seconds. I thought we were going to get more. I thought it was going to be more of a deep fake or whatever. Like they would, you know, deep fake him moving different ways or whatever. <laughs> that would have been funny. That would have been funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just like an extra couple seconds and then they just looped it for an hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I loved how he was just, he was just the third wheel in everything. And, uh, and uh, do you remember the guy's name that actually plays Baron Zemo by any chance? Of course I don't. I just watched a fucking movie with him in it called Rush. Great fucking movie. Great fucking movie. I'll never stop talking about that movie. Uh, yeah, but anyway, like Baron Zemo, like the guy who plays him, he he's really he was really really good in this. And uh, Daniel Bruhl. They made Daniel Bruhl. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I like like we're I like that we like we can sympathize with them, but like you know he's still he's still not good. Like he's still he's still a bad guy yeah he's a villain yeah but 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 i think they did him i think they did him good because basically his his arc was like he doesn't want uh super soldiers anymore like he he wants he wants uh super soldiers to be rid of from the entire world and ultimately like he he got his he got his payoff like uh because uh uh oh my god what's their names um the the Black Panther army. Uh, what? what oh, the Dormelage. The Dormelage. Dormelage. The Dormelage. Yeah. So yeah, they come uh, for like an episode or two, and you know they come and arrest uh, Zemo. But then like you know he 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 gets his payoff when yeah. the remaining flag smashers get blown up in that truck at the end of the episode. So you know I I, I like that because I'm like good for Zemo. No, even though we're supposed to still like treat him as a bad guy, like. He got he got he got his wish. Yeah, I uh, I loved I I love 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 Zemo in those three episodes that we got him two to three episodes we got him in. It's like it's it's like it's a, it's a weird departure from when we saw him in like Civil War and like um I think I think he was in another film I can't remember at the top of my head but he was definitely in Civil War so it's a it's a big departure from what we saw of him but it it came off as natural to me. It for sure came off natural for me as well. What I really enjoyed was when they were breaking him out when I, Bucky was talking to him. That yeah. felt like uh, that felt like a scene right out of Silence of the Lambs, where he yes. was Hannibal Lecter and Bucky was Clarice. You know, and because it was through the glass, they were talking. He was I love yeah I love under they, his skin. You know I, things like that. Yeah, I loved how they planned that whole like Zemo escape and, and like Bucky saying like oh like this 
this is how he could have done it when it actually yeah. like happens. I, I love that like a little banter. That was funny. And then obviously when he I really thought it was touching when he went to go visit the Sokovian Memorial. Oh, when, uh, did, when did that happen? Oh, was it when when, when he got captured before? by the Dora Milaje right yeah. before I because he, he said, you know, have you guys he taught he told him he's like, have you guys ever been back? And obviously they didn't respond because they haven't. And so he's like mm-hmm. and he said, like, I thought not. And so I thought it was very cool that he goes back there and Bucky knew that's where to look for him. Um, I guess not as soon as he thought, because what he, Zemo said, like, I've been waiting here for a while or whatever, something like that. But I, I really he, enjoy that character a lot. I, I hope we see him in Black Panther, too. I, If not, we're definitely going to see him in a lot more uh, MCU programming based on how uh, it seems like it's going to be uh, leading into what I think is the Thunderbolts or like the Dark Avengers or whatever group they're forming now with these characters. Yeah, uh, but he's. De- I feel like he's definitely going to be attached to those um, in in future uh, MCU content. I think so as well. I mean, I I hope so for. Crime. I mean, he. I think he's a fan favorite already. I don't know if he was a fan oh, favorite for I Civil agree. War, but as soon as he stepped in to Falcon Winter Soldier, I think everyone was just on board with uh, on board with the Zemo train. Yeah, the only thing the only thing I didn't like was that he had the famous like Zemo mask that he wore in the comics. And he only had that on for like 30 seconds, which was disappointing Um, because I feel like that's what the MCU does a lot is that they like they take these like, you know, little Easter eggs, but they don't really capitalize on it too much. Yeah, yeah. Which I think, uh, I don't know, they really should be doing that more often. But I mean, what can you do now? I hope I hope he gets that mask back uh, for future stuff. I, I think we'll see another mask like that. If if not that same mask, one that's the same color, obviously. Maybe it looks it, it, it really looks really uh, it looked cool with the with the coat and everything. Yeah, I mean they made a Funko pop of it, remember? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I might pick that up because I like Zemo so much, but I can't afford any more collectibles in the in the collection room at the time. Um, so yeah, I mean we both like Zemo. We liked uh John Walker. We liked Isaiah Bradley. You like Bucky and Sam. I like the politics side of this. Is there anything else you liked about the show before we go into the the nitty gritty here on, or not nitty gritty, but just the what we didn't like about the show? Uh, well, uh, why don't we bring up that one uh cameo character that uh got uh introduced in the later portion of the show? The Dormelage. No, no, no. The, oh, the, oh, the black black widow lady. Yeah, okay. You talk about that because I don't know who the fuck she is because I don't read comic books. Yeah, okay. So um uh I don't know too much about this character, but um I think the general census is um uh hold on, let me look up the name real quick because I want to know it by heart. Okay, yeah. So the full name of the character is La Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. And uh it's played by Julia Louis Dreyfus. Who is uh, who is well known from uh, you know the Seinfeld sitcom? Uh, so um, I to me, holy shit, really? Yeah, she was Elaine from Seinfeld. In, uh, Seinfeld, yeah. Oh wow, what the, I didn't I didn't know that at all. That's that's yeah, funny. Yeah, I loved I loved uh, you know watching clips from Seinfeld. So I mean, I okay. I really got to test her. Um, but you know, um, you know, because uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, like the people were kind of reporting that there was going to be the secret cameo uh from you know a character we haven't seen yet so people got you know you know got their fan theories in here and um <laughs> after one vision 
after WandaVision, I'm I want to like low key like cut down on the fan theories because of how much I got attached to them, especially. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I know a lot of people were upset about of the reveal of like this character, but me going into the show not having the biggest of high hopes. I'm really excited about this character moving forward. I think Julia Louis Dreyfus, uh, from like going back and forth with the comic uh, character, I think that is the perfect character or the perfect actress to portray this character. Like she looks the part, and I think she, I think um, she play she has this uh, commanding presence to her enough where I think she can uh, have the charisma to pull it off. Uh, yeah. uh, because from my understanding, she seems to be the Nick, uh, like a Nick Fury type role. Okay. Uh, okay. Because I think in uh one uh part uh from the comics, she was Madam Hydra. She wasn't. She yeah, was that's like, what she, I've been. I've heard Madam Hydra. She was a Madam Hydra, but I mean, she wasn't originally that. Uh, but that was just like um another version of uh Madam Hydra because I know there were. A couple of other people that portrayed that um, character. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine. Uh, she was uh, she was a version of Madame Hydra in the comics. So I don't know if they're going to go that route in the MCU, but from what it looks like to me, they're definitely going to portray her as like an alternate version of uh, Nick Fury and having her recruit all these type of people. What which it, it looked like from uh, the end of the show by. Uh, associating herself with John Walker, so it looks like that could be the start of like uh, a new team that could uh, face off against this newly this new Avengers team. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm really looking forward to Dreyfus's character in all this. And rumor has it she's going to be in Black Widow, right? That's that's what reports are saying is that okay. she's going to have some type of cameo in Black Widow. Which uh, my prediction is it has something to do with. Uh, Florence, Florence Pugh's, Pugh's character. character. Yep. Uh, Yelena Belova. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Belova. Right. Yeah, and she's uh, then. I think Florence is in that Hawkeye series, isn't she? I think. I think so. Uh, yeah. I don't know how big of. I don't know how big of a role she's going to play in that. Uh, oh, but okay. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure if she's in it or not. But I did hear. I did hear stuff about that. Yeah, I liked her. I liked her in the series. Um whatever her just my la fontaine something de la rosa i liked her i thought she was cool i think she did a great job acting and i like like the mysterious around the mystery around her like you knew she was a mysterious character as soon as she walked in and that speaks to directing writing and dialogue so i think they got it completely right with her character as well yeah i think they yeah like you said i think they nailed the mysterious aspect of her while also like having just enough uh to like kind of know what she's like what she's about yeah and yeah so i was able to like picture that uh like she's she's clearly trying to assemble some some organization or at least some some mission or whatever yeah she's important yeah yeah you immediately know that she's gonna play an important role in in the next phase of the mcu yeah yeah i'm i liked her uh yeah so that was the stuff we liked about the episodes um episodes one through six there are only six episodes in this little series um now the question that we have to ask ourselves brandon do you think we're getting a season two 
before we get into what we don't like about this show. I think we are. Out of all the shows that are confirmed so far from uh, the MCU uh, higher higher ups, um, I think this is definitely going to be one of those shows that picks up a second season. Okay. Uh, I see that in Loki, too, because I think those are probably the top two shows. Uh, Continuity-wise, where I see, like, the stories continuing on afterwards. Yeah. Um, and not, like, a show like WandaVision, because I think that wrapped up that, that part beautifully, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I don't think we will. No? I don't think, I don't think we'll I think it's going to move into Captain America uh, 4. I could see that. I could see that being uh, an option as well. And um, then, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Maybe. We'll give our ratings then after we go about what we don't like. This is the Let's Fucking Go podcast, by the way. I forgot to mention that in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, But we don't know if this this uh, episode's a BFD, a big fucking deal. Um, Brandon for B, F for f- fucking Francesco, and deal Danilo. But Francesco isn't here, so I guess it's just, is this show a big deal? A big deal. A big yeah. deal. Yeah. Big deal. So no F-bomb today. So to everyone who... Shoot. Yeah, god damn it. Fuck. All right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. So let's move into the nitty-gritty. I don't think it's nitty-gritty. I think it's stuff you gotta talk about when you talk about this show. Mm-hmm. It's what we don't like about the show. This show came with its faults. From episode one, it came with its faults. I think I think I... for maybe the first 10 minutes, it came with its faults. Uh, uh I, I I would agree. Um, I would I would say I have more of an indifferent opinion on on the show as a whole. Uh, compared to you, uh, but we can go right ahead with what we didn't like. All right, so I'm gonna go on a bit of rant here. Oh uh, boy, here we go. I don't like the MCU storytelling. I- I'm so so done with it. Now, now, what do you actually mean by like how like the MCU storytelling? The the you have your good guys, you have your bad guys. They're gonna clash a bit. The good guys win at the end. And that's all. It's just a, gene- a generic plot. A generic plot of good yeah. versus bad. There's going to be a bit like a bit of a message in this thing to make you feel just a slight ounce of something. And then it's just going to go back to action, action, action. You know, CGI and action. And th- that's what this show was, in my opinion. This was just old MCU storytelling. Except for the politics of it. But I'm so done with the old MCU storytelling. We see, we saw how great WandaVision is. I predict Loki's going to be just as great as WandaVision. Now it may not may not be, but when it has Lightning McQueen in it, you know it has to Kachow. be pretty damn good. Yeah, Kachow, Kachow, exactly. I have nothing wrong with people who like this t- style of storytelling. Nothing against them. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, think there's anything I, I don't. wrong with that. I don't, you know, if that's if that's your entertainment you like, if you pick that, you know, nine out of ten times and then you watch, you know, uh, uh, Apocalypse Now the tenth time, that's all fine and dandy. If you pick it ten out of ten, that's all fine and dandy. I have nothing wrong with it. Just as me, somewhat personally for me, though, it's gotten old. And I, I say the same thing with Star Wars. That's why I didn't like episode nine. And that's why I didn't like seeing Mark Hamill show up in The Mandalorian. But to continue on with this, it was bo- this show at the end of the day, in my opinion, was boring. It was predictable in a bad way. It's there, there's good predictability and there's bad predictability. Good predictability is okay. We know what kind of story this is. We can kind of guess where it's gonna go. There may be a few, you know, twists and turns here. But if predictability is what they want to tell, that's what they want to tell. This story, it was like we know how it's gonna end. 
maybe it's because we saw the leaked action figure. Maybe it's because we just know Marvel Comics, but we know how this is going to end. Regardless of if Falcon drops off the the whatever you call it, the shield with um with the United States, he's going to get it back and he's going to be Captain America. You know, and I, I, I'm just done with this, man. I mean, WandaVision was the peak of MCU storytelling for me. Beats Endgame, beats Infinity War. And that's a hot take, I know, but it beats all of them. So the next two movies I'm only excited for in, um, I should say three, in Marvel's new phase of storytelling is The Eternals, only because Chloe Zhao just won an Oscar for, and Nomadland done just won Best Picture. And then, of course, Spider-Man, because that continues Wanda's story, and Doctor Strange, because like we said in the beginning, it's bonkers. You know, but just the old MCU storytelling, I'm not a fan of, and so it didn't make me a fan of this entire show, except for the political side. When they talk politics, that's when I perked up, and I'm like, this show has potential now. But why couldn't we develop it? No idea. All right, that was the end of that. Brandon, what did you not like about the show? Or the series, I guess, in general. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna follow you up on that. Uh, overall, like we said, we we really didn't get much hope out of the show from the beginning. So maybe it was because of that. Maybe it was just like we just had low expectations going into the show. But yeah, I just felt like the just the overall plot was boring. Uh, it's just it was just really nothing was happening for the most part. Uh, and then when we got to the action portion that probably a lot of people like about the MCU, I don't know, most of it felt flat to me. It just felt like generic action movie fights yep. with uh, just little happening in the beginning, which sucks because I think all the actors in it played their parts, you know, well. And, you know, they were just going off of what they were, you know, told to do. What, yeah, told paid to, to do. do. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like you said, like if that's your style of, you know, style of genre and storytelling, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to gripe with you about it. Like if that's your thing, go right ahead. But, you know, after seeing WandaVision and I know it's probably not the best take to like, you know, go off of WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, but just the idea of like the MCU taking more risks in their storytelling and being more creative with their ideas, just it seems like a natural progression after what happened in Endgame, And yeah. I'm just afraid now that that's what's going to happen with a lot of shows now and movies going forward with this same formulaic. So, and I hope that's not the case with Shang-Chi because I think I, because I, I have high hopes for that movie. Oh, but, I do too. It looks yeah. all right. But yeah, I mean, if, if you've seen Captain America movies, if you, if you've seen, you know, like, the first two phases and what, you know, storyline and how like stories go from beginning to end. You probably want, you're probably expecting more out of this show, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, like I said, that could have been just from low expectations from the beginning, but I, I was just, I really was expecting more from the show story-wise. Okay. So you were expecting a bit more, even though you had low expectations. Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted to be wrong. Okay. And, and hope for, you know, some originality from the show. But um, and that goes into what I don't like. And I'm here to disagree with you. I found the villains 
the Flag Smashers to be bland, generic villains. There was no- I did too. There was nothing, yeah. Especially, you know, even with Carly Montague, there was nothing about her that I did not like, honestly. Like, there was nothing that got me attached to what she was doing. Like, exactly. I, could under- I could understand what, what Marvel was trying to do with her character. You know, you know, being this, like, I wanted, I wanted to go you back to... You wanted to see more of her story. And wanted, why she's doing this. I wanted to I wanted there to be a reason more of a reason on why she's doing what she's doing. Yeah. Because because I got the general basis of it is that like she wants everything to go back when uh you know, the snap pre blip in the when the snap occurred. Yeah. So I got I got her general background of that. But it Throughout the series, it seemed like it, it flip-flopped back and forth with what her morals were and, like, how she, like, she wants, you know, to unite all these people, you know, one world, one people, whatever the slogan was. But yeah, then she goes off. Fucking slogan. Yeah, but then she goes off and, like, kills these people with, with no logical reason as to why, from what I got out of it. There was no logical reason on why she had to kill these people as she's trying to unite you know people at the same time so that so that motivation was was kind of flip-floppy yeah to me i 100 percent agree with you as much as i love the political side of this show seeing the flag smashers i and, and loving carly um carly's character kelly aaron kellyman's character they're completely underdeveloped <laughs> there there's no real explanation as to why they're doing this like they're you said trying- they it's like they, they're tr- they're definitely trying to make us care about her, but there's nothing about her that makes like, me want to care about her. Yes, there's and nothing. They, yeah, they use the basic tool: someone who she loves died. That mama, what was it, mama? Yeah, yeah mama, something that we hardly even knew about. Yeah, I don't like, know who the fuck she was, dude. Yeah, I don't know like, if she's even related just, to Carly. They just brought her name up anywhere, and we still have no idea what she's about. Yeah, we can assume we can assume she was like this mother like figure or like this like god like figure like to like you know the whole group and all, but there was nothing to like justify that. Exactly, they, they just they just pulled something out of a writer's hat trick. If you want to feel, if you want to have your audience feel something towards a character, take something away that they loved and try and show that. And so you know they thought it would be Mama, in a, but in a quick in a quick fashion too. Yeah, and they didn't I feel like, like they a, dropped that too. Yeah, it was like what one episode we were introduced to Mama, she dies, and then we're just supposed to care for Carly. It was, I, it upset me because, like I said, the the idea was there that mm-hmm. that group of calling someone a freedom fighters terrorist was there, but they just didn't develop it and they didn't write it good at all. And it makes they me went- so sad. And it goes fast, man. It goes incredibly fast. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing wrong about the show is that the pacing and the editing was what was rushed too much there was so many there were so many occurrences where storylines would get dropped or they'd be at one location and then immediately go to another location in like the span of like seconds seconds yes yeah and because the one time where it was like starting to get noticeable was at the beginning of episode two when Bucky just shows up out of nowhere after the reveal of John Walker. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, when did, first, when did Sam call Bucky? 
how did yeah. Bucky know where he where Sam was gonna be? It's just like what I, I like they were they were jumping too fast into into the story, and that that kind of hindered some points of uh, making me actually care about the overall story. Yeah, exactly. And go. let's go back to the little, I don't know his name, the Asian guy, not little, but the Asian Torres, guy that Torres. Bucky, well, well, I'm sorry, oh, what no. was his name? Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about uh, Sam's subject. Uh, no. But yeah, the, the old man. Yeah, yeah, the old Asian man who the Winter Soldier killed and then Bucky had to amend with him at the end. We see yeah. him for two yeah. minutes in the, in the like the first episode. We don't see we him. Could, we see Bucky. him a little bit more than that. Uh, but but yeah, I can I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, we don't see him throughout the entire episode, like the entire series until the last five minutes. We we see his he go his goal on it. He goes on one date. No mention of that girl throughout the the next four episodes, and then and, and then we see her just in a mirror. It's like, what are we doing here? don't you have to say goodbye or something it, it was just weird man like the pacing was weird yeah and it, yeah the the pacing was really off with the show and that the, like going on with that like you know the story with the old man and how like in his winter soldier um you know mentality like he killed you know his son he killed the old man's son yeah yeah and and uh and you know bucky had dreams about it like pt ptsd which was uh you know really uh you know that was good from that point but one once like bucky gets to like reveal like to the to the old man that he actually killed his son like it just immediately ends Ex uh, for no exactly reason. he just leaves he, he just leaves, leaves the, yeah like there's no reaction from the old man or anything like you know like i forgive you or like you know leave or something like that like there was no full payoff to the that whole episode point of sam talking to bucky was to have forgiveness and we didn't then see it when the time was there that was the whole point of bucky's storyline too was about forgiveness and yeah. they just rushed that at the end yeah and going again with just insane jumps go, going back to the flag smashers i was talking about it in the beginning with carly carly we're supposed to be rooting for we have no reason to but she's trying to, you know, one one people, one world, one world, one people, trying to unite people, and then she turns into this this crazed villain at the end of the series. I'm right. like, like Adolf Hitler, not Adolf Hitler, but like a dictator, basically, a dictator who rose to power. And I'm like, where did we make that jump? Like, there, there needed to be. It's like we just missed an episode. It's like we cut a whole episode where Carly went through something. Or we see something that made her go from, okay, I want to unite the people and I'm going to fight for them to, oh, let let's just kill all the politicians. Like, right. There what? was no there was no natural progression. Like I could understand that easily if there was like if there was like a scene or like something where like you know she had to like sec like had second doubts about like trying to like like there was there was nothing about that and yeah. they yeah. I don't, that was, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was so, I'm getting upset now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just so dull. And like, and that's, and that sucks about the MCU. That's the one thing I don't like about the MCU is that they don't have like a, a handful of memorable villains. Uh, of the, and that goes with a lot of superhero movies too, is that yeah, where the, sure. where the villain gets, sure. the villain gets shot. Like it doesn't get a lot of love and like really the only MCU characters that, villains that we could care about is 
you know, Loki for a, for a part, like when he was a villain, and Thanos. Those are the only two villains that we could actually like fully care about their reasonings and like like their personalities. Yeah. Can you tell me the villain of Deadpool? Which one? The first one? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly. it was some like it was some like British dude. Yeah, exactly. Like you who the fuck are these villains? It's just and, and Gina Carano. Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, um yeah. She was. She was a villain in the first Deadpool movie. <laughs> yeah, I know she was. Anyway, though, yeah, there, it came with its faults, man. And here, and here's what really upset me the most about this show. There was a lot of bland fighting, like you said, a lot of bland dialogue. Not with yeah. Isaiah Bradley. That that's when the show shined with Isaiah Bradley. Yeah, when it went into more political topics, that's when the show was really good. Yeah, but the thing that just got me so upset when I'm watching it, I turned into the season finale. I got my little pizza here, my hat and ready. Cracked open the Corona, sliced the lime, sit back, ready to ready to watch the finale. I turn it on. Okay, there's some fighting. Okay, typical MCU storytelling. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm fine. I accepted it. Okay, some more fighting. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. What's the clock saying? 10 minutes now. Okay. Okay, another 10 minutes go by. Okay, we're still fighting. Another 10 minutes go by. Okay, we're still fighting. Another 10 minutes go by. Fucking Christ, man. Why was there 35 minutes of fighting in one episode? In okay, but- continually, basically. Well, wasn't that the same thing with one division two? Like the half of that half of that finale was the uh, action too. Don't dog on my show, man. Don't dog on my show. <laughs> Don't dog on my show. I'm I'm just saying, like I like when watching it, like uh, I mean, I it was the same thing with the WandaVision finale. Is that like I, 30 minutes of the show was just was just the you know final action scene. But there was dialogue in between there, I felt like. Like there was mem- more memorable dialogue in between those WandaVision fights than there were sure. in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, sure. that ship of Theseus thing. The I'm gonna tell you who you are, you know, trying to letting the her uh, what her her I don't know what they're called, her slaves go. That's not really the term, but you know, the people who the she witches? helped. Her, her oh, hostages. No, 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 no. Her Let hostages, her hostages yeah. go. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot more things that happen where this it was just we're just confined in this space. You know, they didn't move from these spaces. I think that that was it. They didn't move from these spaces. And when they did, it was rushed again. We jumped from inside a building to in the next like two minutes. We're we're in a ditch somewhere with construction. You know, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I I hated the finale of this. I really did. I hated the whole entire fight sequence. I liked when we got back to LaFontaine, the family deal lady, and uh, Agent 13. Not Agent 13. Agent, uh, U.S. agent. When we finally figured out Sharon Carter's the, um, what do you call it? Fucking power broker. I called that, by the way. I want to say I called that. Okay, but that was was predictable. I threw it in the group chat. That was the most overly predictable thing (laughs) uh about this show too i didn't like i didn't like sharon carter's arc at all like i don't i didn't understand what her point of being in the show was at all well because because they had to reveal who the power broker was that's it for the season finale for the for the end credit scene of the series finale yeah and it was so lame on how they did it too it was just like oh i'm the power broker like that was it yeah god dude it was it was 
he was generic. Like, yeah. It was generic and lazy. And it was opinion. a generic way to go by it. And I'm, yeah. and I'm, I'm disappointed because I mean, we all kind of knew that she was going to end up being the power broker anyway. Yeah. She also, she was also the one that ended up killing Carly too. Well, uh, which I don't think, I don't think that should have been the case. I don't think she should have been the one to do it. I don't think they were going to go that well. I don't understand why she died. What was the point of that, man? That makes me upset that Carly's dead because I wanted her in more MCU projects. And I thought that's what we were going to get. Cause remember the, uh, the flag smashers were taken in the building and into the armored transport before, before they blown up, blew up. And the soldier who loaded them into the transport was a flag smasher himself. He just wasn't a super soldier. Cause he said yeah, one world, that, one piece. That didn't make any sense either. And then they just like, died. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. Why have that? Why have that uh, character in then? If you're if you're just gonna kill him off anyway, like ten seconds later. I guess to set up Sharon Carter being coming the leader of the Flag Smashers. That's my only prediction, man. But it came with its faults. This show. I, I don't. There were a lot of things wrong. The pacing was for sure number one, though. Yeah, the pacing on was what off killed this the show. Entire, the, the pacing was off throughout the entire uh, series, and uh, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed because. Because I, I've never seen the MCU like that before. I don't think I've ever had that much of a problem with the pacing in MCU uh, programs or content. I don't think I've ever had a problem with the MCU storytelling besides this. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't, I was a kid. Maybe it's because we have more knowledge of film because we took, we're in film school right now. Sure, sure. But, you know, I didn't even hate Thor. To, I guess I shouldn't. I don't remember watching Thor The Dark World and all those bad Thor movies. Mm. I like the Hulk. I, I'm one of those people who like the Edward Norton Hulk uh, movie. Um, but yeah, th- this was bad, man. Like th- th- this wasn't, in my opinion, top tier Marvel like it used to be. Like no, it was. No, I don't agree. Like they they really dropped the ball on a lot of stuff by the end by the by the season or by the season finale at the very least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the one thing that griped me the most about that. Oh, here we go. I hated how they represented John Walker in episode six. Uh, at the very, very end or when he built his the little whole, homemade the shield? Whole epi- the whole episode. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Brandon. Get on your soapbox. All right. Let me go in my rant. <laughs> my only <laughs> version I, of my rant. I'll, I'll, I topped it off. You, you can you can end it off. It probably won't be as good, but I'll give it a try. It's all good. So leading up to this moment, we every universally the, the fan base were we were meant to not be on John Walker's side. Exactly. Okay. And then by episode four, we have even more of a reason to not like the guy. Exactly. Uh and then you know, in episode five, we get that you know fight with uh Bucky and Sam against John Walker. And my first initial thoughts were okay, that's a little too soon to like you know, have them fight, but you know, I guess whatever, maybe they'll continue it on episode six. And then we get that mid credit scene in episode five, where he's making a brand new shield for himself, you know, a new costume and all that. And then when we get to episode six, they, they try to make us sympathize with him. And that, and that was probably the most confusing part of them all because we just saw him two episodes bludgeon a dude he had blood all over on the shield and you're make trying to make us care about john walker now trying to save all these people now 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 
let me say that there was a scene where he tries to, you know, like talk with somebody about, you know, trying to forgive himself. Maybe we'd probably be a little bit more acceptable with it. But like we said, with the pacing of the show, there was no logical reason on why we should give a crap about John Walker at the end. Like there was no, we shouldn't relate with this guy. He killed somebody in public viewing. Everybody, everybody was recording on their phones of what the man did. And there he goes in episode six, uh, you know, um, lifting the truck back up uh, right before it falls and, you know, helping, helping Bucky and Sam. That was, that was the most, that was the most frustrating me with them all because they're, why should Bucky and Sam team up with this guy after what, you know, he was trying to portray to in their eyes. I, I, I did not agree with that at all. That was, that was where the show, you know, got me even more. Well, when they fought, he tried to kill them. Yes. Yes. He, he, he had the shield ready to like do whatever he was going to do with them. And then, like, he breaks his arm, you know, and then, like, he gets, um, uh, uh, what's the word? He gets, uh... oh, yeah, his arm just randomly healed in what two two days? Well, I mean, I can understand, like, the arm sling. Like, I could, I that that made sense to me, like him and being in the sling. But like, he gets demoted, uh, like basically, like out of the out of the military. Yeah, excommunicated then, like, from the military. Excommunicated, yeah, whatever the word is. And then, like, you're supposed to make us care about him. And, 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 like, we're all supposed to be happy for him about being U.S. agent. But he still has the suit. Somehow he still had the... Somehow he still has the suit. Like, oh, I don't get it. Are God. we supposed to hate him or are we supposed to like him now? Like, I don't get what that point was the last time we see of him. Yeah, and then he built the homemade shield. Jesus Christ. Like when we like when we like got to that mid credit scene, I thought like he was gonna beat the beat the shit out of the flag smashers, and then it was gonna be you know that final confrontation with with Sam and John Walker or like with Bucky involved somehow. Oh, so you thought, thought he, they were they were gonna go again? Yeah, I thought they were I thought I thought uh I thought the John Walker was gonna be the overall villain. Oh yeah, 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 my bad, my bad, my bad. Because he, because I, w- I really was going to like, I was gonna put him up in that tier of like with Thanos and Loki and that caliber because of how well written he was up to that point. But they completely dropped the ball by the end of episode six, in my opinion. I, I agree. I one hundred percent agree with that statement. He could have been a great villain, like Loki and Thanos, but with bad writing, he turned into. I don't even know. I don't know what to call it. I don't even yeah. know what side he's on. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, that's. I agree. I agree with that. I a hundred percent agree with that, man. I that's yeah. Oh fucking Christ! This show. And then like, and then like, he has this happy moment with his girlfriend, and oh yeah, dude, what? I don't even know if there was like happy music in the background or something. Yeah, there was, there was, there was happy music in the background. Like, I don't get it. He bludgeoned somebody to death with people recording in front of him. I don't understand why now it's like, oh, now he's a good guy. (laughs) All these senators or whatever they were. 
Yeah, it was the same. Uh, mind you, it was the same senator that dem- that excommunicated him, took away all his yes. powers. Who well, then he saved? Know. Who then there was like no interaction between the two at all. Yeah, there wasn't <sighs> even an interaction. I'm like, why? I'm like, you know, you know, thanks or like even a thank you or, or something <laughs> like that. It wasn't even a thank you. Oh, Marvel! Wow, what the they, fuck did you do? They really botched him in episode six and. I honestly don't blame like uh, the critics from in Rotten Tomatoes giving it that the score that they get. I don't. I don't either. I think. I think it's that. That was a. I. I. I think I agree with. I. I think that was a terrible episode to end the show with. It was. Mind it did you, not we, stick the landing. Mind you, we had low expectations from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it's me, still me, bad. Me, I mean, me being a little bit more indifferent with the with the show overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I I have I think I have more upset about the show than you do. Um, but yeah, that that last episode was bad. That was bad, dude. It, it it's surprising too because I'm coming from the not that I'm, you're not coming from the filmmaking aspect, you know. Bec- but you like Marvel. Yeah. You know, you, you, and I'm, you know, I don't know. I don't think shill's the right word, but, but you like, like, that's your franchise that you follow on a daily basis. Mine is star Wars. Mm-hmm. So to hear you not like this show this much, you know, that it sounds like to me when I was watching the Mando season two, man, just that, that's how upset, you know, and I don't know what happened. It felt, it feels like a downgrade of, of writing. I, I don't know what, I don't know how, I, I don't know what happened, man. Yeah. Like, and- it has not been this bad before, in my opinion, with Marvel. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened. I think they just I don't know if they got cold feet or they just wanted to like I don't know what they wanted to do, but like it doesn't help that I just came from uh from a class where editing was important or like editing was like the main thing. So that even griped me even more about how this show was, you know, structured in that way. Yeah. Yeah, the pacing of this is bad. That, that's what kills it. At the end of the day, that's what kills it. It may not even be the rating. It may just be the pace of the show that they edited to. Yeah. But I I, I, th- I I told on the Galaxy Film Podcast, I said that we should be got two more episodes, one between four and one between five. And I think that would have solved a lot of problems. I, I think I could agree with you. I don't think that show needed to be six episodes. Well, it has me worried because Loki six episodes. But see, the thing with Loki is it's not, I think it's taking more of a, a unique approach from the trailers uh, that we've seen. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Because it, it has more of a thriller uh, aspect, sci-fi thriller to it. Yeah. Uh, and po- and I, politics again. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so, like you said, I think, it, I think it's just, they, they're, they're relying too much on that MCU formula nowadays where, where they i think they need with with this new phase that they're going on now i think that's where they need to take a more a new approach with how they tell their stories now because it, it's not it's probably not going to be it's not going to sit well if they keep on continuing this and that's what worries me the most about this next phase and uh their their new movies and their shows now yeah well i i think marvel can do it if they lean into what they do with WandaVision, take risks mm-hmm. and be ambitious with storytelling and cross blend genres, like really cross blend the genres of the storytelling. Yes. yes. That's the only way you're going to have these franchises live on beyond what 
we're only on what 12 years of marvel what yeah when did they start 2008 2008 yeah, yeah so 13 Dude, years of marvel 13 years yeah you know star wars is done in my opinion star wars is done they're not trying anything new they don't want to try anything new that's fine let the people who love that do do that but when wandavision came out that's i'm like that's it their franchise is going to outlive star wars if they continue to tell stories like that and i i think they're very well capable of doing it i think they're very well capable of doing it they have excellent writers you know mm-hmm. they can have any writer they want basically they give them a blank check and they and they call it a day yeah they know? can they can literally bring anybody like 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 we're seeing now, like Sam Raimi's directing the new Doctor Strange movie, and then Chloe Zhao, who just won Best Director at the Oscars recently, she's directing Eternals. So I mean, yes, they can they can literally bring in anybody. Heck, we could probably see Steven Spielberg or like uh, somebody of that caliber directing a Marvel movie, like in the near future. Yeah, I for sure can. I, I mean, look at the actors now that we're recruiting as well. Christian Bale, Olivia Coleman. Oh my God! Yeah, look at the start. Look, look at the star casting in Thor: uh, Love and Thunder. Yeah, exactly. Like, almost everybody is like somebody I could recognize. Like Natalie Russell Portman Pro- came back. Natalie Portman's coming, uh, returning uh, to the to the MCU. Russell Crowe's going to be in the movie. Um, Melissa McCarthy's going to have a cameo. Matt Damon's going to have a Matt cameo. Christian Bale is going to play the villain. Like, like, look, like, imagine 15 years ago, like, you wouldn't even picture half of these people to be in a superhero movie. And now look what where we are in this new era of filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. So, Brandon, do you want to go into your, our final ratings of this episode of this series of the Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, yeah. The more, yeah, the more I continue, the more I'm going to rant about. So, let's, yeah, let's, yeah, give I'm going to rant give a too, final yep. score. All right, so what did you want to go first? What do you want to do out of five for four? Do it out of five. Okay, that's how we usually do it. All right, so for the Falcon and Winter Soldier, all six episodes out of five, five being the best, one being the Rise of Skywalker. I'm gonna give. <laughs> I'm gonna give this series a two. I think it had good ideas i think it had good premises i think the execution was very bad i think the chemistry was there between anthony mackie and sebastian stan zemo was great um i just think execution was was bad and the pace was bad at the end of the day i don't you know i don't know what happened but yeah it's gonna be a two out of five yeah and uh for me uh i'm gonna give falcon and the winter soldier a three out of five. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit more generous. Um, I think two is too low of a number for me. And then I wanted to give it a three and a half, but I felt like that'd be too generous for the show. Um, like I said, I think most of the acting kind of saves it at being a three. Uh, I think everybody for the most part plays their parts well. Um, and then uh, the politics, the, uh, everything with the politics and the racial issues, was really well told and I like I like that they're taking a risk with that aspect. So um but yeah I like to bring up uh the rushed pacing and the editing of generic stories and overall just a just a 
it left us with a bad taste in our mouth in the last episode with uh, the way they wrapped up their characters by the end of the show. Uh, so yeah, I think I think a solid three out of five is what I'm going to give it. So the consensus for the LFG podcast of recapping Falcon and Winter Soldier. What do you what do you think, Brandon? So we usually do what the rating scale with Francesco is here would be: Is this show a BFD? A big fucking deal because it's the first letter of all of our first names. So since it's just Brandon and I, B and D, is this show a big deal? What do you say, Brandon? Like, do I need to watch this show in its entirety to continue on with phase four? Are we on of Marvel? Yeah, I think phase four. Yeah. So do I need to watch the entirety of this show to continue on with phase four in Marvel? Honestly, probably not the entire show. I think you could probably find a spark notes of what happened in the show. And I think you could probably get the gist of what the show is about and how it's going to advance into the next uh, uh, content. Um, Because I feel like a lot of it is just if a lot of it is just dragging and nothing really happens in a lot of the in a lot of the show yep uh really all you need to really learn about is probably more so the second half of the show than the first half if you really want to get a general sense of what later projects are gonna be focused on but yeah i would say it this is not a big deal to watch through through its entirety Okay. And I agree with you there as well. Um, and just to piggyback off that, this is maybe the first time we've, I have ever said not watching a Marvel thing is not important. Cause as we know, Marvel, you know, has that through line with all of its stories that you like need to watch everything to get the full gist of like where we're going for, for every next phase. And I think this is the first thing where I said, you don't really got to watch this. You know, you, you just spark note it, like you said. I mean, if I'm going to be really honest, I mean, probably the whole, a majority of the fan base would agree that going in, it was, it's, it's, it was predictable of where the show was going to be. Even with the power broker stuff, I think the first instance, like people, people kind of knew it was going to be Sharon Carter, like yeah. in the beginning. So I'll just say like, if, and with, uh, you know, like with Sam being Captain America. So, I mean, Everybody pretty much know knew where the show was going to end up being. But all I'm going to say is that if you really want to know how Sam got to be Captain America and his struggles of like taking up the mantle, then I would just say watch his watch just his arc and nothing else. Yeah, that's what really I have to say about that. Well, that's the review for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier season one, all six episodes. But we do not want to end in a negative note here on the Let's Fucking Go podcast. Yeah, let's so, up our moods. Captain America 4 got announced. Yes, it um, did. Right after the show, I think, aired the season finale. And the reason why that's important is because at the end of the show, it wasn't called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Because Sam, turned, who was the Falcon, turned into the new Captain America in the MCU. Do you have any predictions, Brandon, 
on where you think Captain America 4 could potentially go or a storyline from comic books that you know of where they might want to take it? Now, having watched this show and seeing where everybody's pretty much going to line up, I don't, I don't really have that much to say. I mean, I don't really know what the story is going to be about in Captain America 4. I mean, all I really know is that Sam's going to take up that mantle now and probably something to do with Sharon Carter now that we know what her motives are going to be moving on. Because, um, you know, in the, in the mid-credit scene, in the, in, the, in, the final, in the final mid-credit scene, I mean, she gets she gets reinstated back into uh, her government position. I don't know. I can't remember what exactly her position was, or it was yeah. it was something in the government. It was something. She, she was pardoned. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah she was pardoned, and basically she needed she needed a way to like get back. You know, try to get back into the good graces. And then we come to find out, you know, as soon as she gets pardoned and reinstated that she has a new alternative where it looks like she's gonna, she's sneaking uh, her way in and, you know, finding out these new secrets and basically she's going to turn into a bad guy pretty much. We, we can't trust her now at this point. Yeah. I, uh, so I agree. That's with basically you. where the story's going to go. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't, I'm not really sure where the story's going to go into now. Um, if I had to guess, like I, like I brought up earlier, I think we're probably going to get another season of this show in some way, if it's going to be called Captain America and the Winter Soldier now. Um, and I think that's, I think it's going to have some like triangle, uh, like trilogy, like with uh, WandaVision, how that's going to play out. Excuse me. Um, and uh, I think whatever happens in Captain America 4 is what's going to happen to the the second season if there is one or you know re- or the reverse okay i don't think we're gonna see captain america for for the next two years so 2023 because yeah. i think we already yeah. know what the next slate is and all those movies like eternals yeah we're all not that gonna shit. see that until the next phase if anything yeah, and that's fine with me. I, I do think you're right. I think we're going to see Sharon Carter again. Um, Don't know how much of her. I know there was that weird fucking rumor. I, everyone has a hard-on for Fantastic Four, it seems like, in the MCU, where they believe... Especially the, with WandaVision. Yep, after that whole aerospace thing, and then it turned out to be, we don't fucking know. Um, I think uh, Sharon. people were saying that Sharon Carter might have called the guy who runs the Fantastic... Reed Richards, or Doctor Doom, one of those people. But like that's probably just fan, yeah. That's probably just fan speculation. Obviously, like everything is now. I've heard a lot of people say that she's not. She's actually a scroll. That it's not actually Sharon Carter. I heard that too, but I I don't know how. Like that would just, in my opinion, that would just once again point to just how bad this writing is. If they can't even tell us if she's a scroll or not at the end of the series. Because we saw it with WandaVision that like we were, you know, like, oh, there there are scrolls here. But you want to yeah, talk. Least, yeah, at least we got some clarity in the mid credits. Yeah. But speaking of scrolls, though, so we're that's that's enough for Captain America for we're just so sick and tired of the Falcon and the Soldier. Great, great little <laughs> arc for Anthony Mackie. Awful fucking yeah. show. Yeah. Speaking, though, of scrolls, 
Secret Invasion also mm-hmm. got announced. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not announced, but two character, two uh, actor yeah, actresses more, were added. More, more to castings it. were announced. Yep, Olivia Colman and what was the other one? Fuck. Uh, uh, I can I can look it up. Amelia right Clark. Amelia Clark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know what Secret Invasion is. I always thought it was just those scroll-looking people overtaking Earth, but apparently that's not what it is. Brandon does, because like I said, in the WandaVision podcast and in all the Marvel stuff that we do here on, on this channel, Brandon's my Marvel connoisseur. So Brandon, why don't you talk about what, what Secret Invasion is and how you think that's going to go about uh, with the MCU and its next phase or, fa- or its next two phases or whatever. Yeah, sure. So I don't know a whole ton about Secret Invasion. I, I've definitely heard of art and uh, what's, what it's about, but I'm just going to be brief on uh, what it actually is. So basically it's when scroll, uh, more and more scrolls invade Earth and, you know, they, you know, they since they can shapeshift, they can uh, into whoever they want. So basically the idea is going to be uh, who do like, being able to trust people now. So I think that's definitely going to be uh, a creative thing to uh, drive the MCU forward. Uh, and I would say the, probably the closest comparison to this is uh, when back in the, back in the early uh, 20th century, there was this huge red scare um, where uh, people weren't sure who was a communist and, uh, who is, you know, actually like an American. So I feel like that that definitely has uh, influence in the Secret Invasion uh, storyline, which was a big deal in the Marvel comics as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, like you said, Olivia Coleman is attached to the project and Amelia Clark, I think you said as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's from Game of Thrones and Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Sam, uh, Samuel Jackson is also confirmed to be a part of the show as well. Uh, so we're going to see him in, uh, as Nick Fury and, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who is from Captain America is going to return as Talos, uh, in the show as well. And I think, um, uh, what's his name? Ben Kingsley, um, something, uh, I I know who you're talking about. I I can't remember his full name, but he's also going to be attached to the show as well. So I'm really looking forward to that uh, storyline and how they're going to perceive it when, uh, especially with uh, Sam Samuel L. Jackson is going to be involved because he doesn't, he's not really known for uh, television roles. So I'm, I'm really glad that he's going to be a part of this one. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited for it. I know everyone thinks this is going to be the next big um, cinematic event, you know, after that end game mm-hmm. thing, everyone instantly was like, uh, uh, in in secret invasion, secret invasion is going to happen probably next, and you know I'm 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 excited for it. I, I think it'll be great. Um, I hopefully it'll be great, and I like how they're going by through television. You know, I think we all know now whether we want to admit it or not. Television kind of is overtaking movies because uh, of streaming services. Because streaming right. services overtaking the movie industry, so you know it gives people more options. Instead of sitting there for two hours, you can sit there every Friday. And I do like that about Disney Plus. I like the weekly schedule of release dates. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that too. I don't like having to binge watch stuff and then, like, and then my life goes on after that. Like, yeah, exactly. I want to be able to like, like, take a break and then like just like really dive right into, uh, dive right into a show, 
and content like the MCU, which unfortunately I don't think Falcon and the Winter Soldier did that good of a job in doing compared to WandaVision. And again, it's kind of wrong to like compare the two shows, but I mean, that's you got kind you. Of what they're we, the two first Disney the first, Marvel thing. Yeah. They're the first two MCU TV shows like in canon with, uh, with the, with Marvel studios. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's the closest thing you got to compare it to. And it, the second, it just missed the mark. Yep. Mm, unfortunate, but uh, hey, every studio has to has to have some bad movies now and then, or some bad episodes here and there, or TV yeah, shows. Not, so. not everyone's going to nail it in the part. Exactly. Not everything's going to be as great as WandaVision. Anyway, though, guys, that's the end of the episode. Um... Thank you guys for listening, as always. Um, for sure, we will be talking more Marvel on this channel. I have kind of shied away from it just because I didn't know much about it. But obviously, Brandon and Francesco are always welcome on the channel. They express great interest in coming back on repeatedly to talk about Marvel. So we'll probably do some more Marvel segments on here. Get, you know, keep on reaching out to a different fandom. Not DC, not DC yet. I fucking Christ. I, I just can't do that that we, little we are, so I, I i know i'm i'm extremely confident about suicide squad when that comes out oh i'm for sure well for sure i'm for sure having you on for that i love oh, that, that oh I, yeah we'll go see in a theater together if you want and if it's safe and shit yeah. but anyway though guys that was the episode thank you guys for listening uh before we sign off brandon where can they find you my good sir yes so you can find me on instagram at blion 2 k 20 and you can follow me on twitter if you'd like at brandon m 226 for that exclusive content. We love to hear it. We fucking love to hear it. Let's uh, fucking go. Exactly. The Let's Fucking Go podcast is now hit episode number two. Falcon Winter Soldier review. Anyway, guys, that's the review. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check out the new segment that I started on the podcast only, uh, which is movies you should you should or shouldn't watch on a first date. For the first movie, we started Requiem for a Dream. The next episode that'll come out will probably be uh, that exact same series, movies you should or shouldn't watch. And that movie that we're going to be talking about is Nocturnal Animals, one of my favorite movies of all time. But because it's my favorite, should it be your first date movie? Anyway, though, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. As always, we will be talking about The Bad Batch, which does come out May the 4th. I am looking for a host on that for that for that series. If you would like to be on the podcast weekly to talk about the Bad Batch and what you like about it, what you don't like about it, theories and predictions for the next episodes, please reach out to me. I am looking for a host or hosts, plural, with the apostrophe after the S, because I do love Star Wars. And so we will be covering that. I know Brandon, I'm pretty sure, is coming back for Loki, which comes right after the Bad Batch. Oh, definitely. I will be there for Loki weekly 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 exactly that one we will be coming back weekly with anyway though guys thank you for the listen thank you for the continued support there will be a ton of content coming out over the summer we're gonna start be going i'm gonna be going back to movies soon so we're gonna get more movie reviews don't waste your time with mortal Kombat. hit me give me a follow on twitter and on instagram danilo judd danilo judd one on instagram plus or minus the one d-a-n-i-l-o-j-u-d-d thanks for listening see you guys next time i have spoken peace out